had been so long since I was able to actually lock and unlock anything. You know what I mean? Like with a key. So when I got the key, I was like, so I, I don't want to say I was mesmerized by it, but at the same time, like, I was just so excited. I just went to the door and just kept locking and unlocking it and locking it. You know what I mean? And um, it made me realize, you know, how, how we take for granted some of the simplest things, you know what I mean? And um, it was, it was, you know, I had to catch myself when I was doing it. I was like, hold on, man, you tripping, man. It's just the key. But you know what I mean? Like, it was something that, it was an experience that I haven't had in so long that it actually was like, it was a moment. Welcome to Real Stories, Journeys of Financial Wellness. I'm your host, Crystal Lugazima. In last month's episode, we introduced you to Derek. Today, we continue our conversation with him. To refresh, Derek runs a number of small businesses, something that seemed unlikely several years ago. Despite spending 10 years in federal custody, he remained laser-focused on learning as much as he could when it came to money. He even started a financial education program for his fellow inmates, which he enhanced with materials from Greenpath. Upon his release, he faced an economy and world turned upside down by the pandemic, but his resilience shone through. As we pick up our conversation, we'll learn about his experience receiving financial coaching from Greenpath. after you got out and you were starting to uh, launch your small businesses, got a little money coming in, but you had so many things that you wanted to do. Um, one of my colleagues at Greenpath put you in touch with one of our financial coaches. Tell me about that experience. Like, what do you remember going into that experience in terms of, let's start there. Like, what were you expecting? You, you had talked to me personally for a little while. You talked to some others at Greenpath, exchanged letters. But when we said this financial coaching program, what do you think it, it might have been about? I'm always willing to learn more. You know what I mean? So now, what it sounded like to me was, okay, well, you know the information. Now we're just going to be there and just kind of give you a little ump. You know what I mean? Um, when I initially spoke with Kirsten, she was like, why did they get you in touch with me again? Because like, it's like, because it was like I was... Her whole, whatever she had, I had her whole curriculum and I've been studying it for years and years and repeating it. So as we're talking and she's like, well, she would ask me a question and I'd be like, well, um, well, I, I do have this going on. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do is I'm going to do this then I'm going to do that and then I'm going to do this. And she was like, well, that's exactly what I was going to tell you to do. I'm like, all right, well, I just want to make sure. You know what I mean? I'm going to write steps. So she was there. She was like, it's, it's, I guess it was supposed to be a coaching class, but she was more like my, like, just like my, okay, Derek, you're doing the right thing. Now keep it going. Every time I talked to her, she was like so impressed. She was like, okay, well. And what it did was it kind of pushed me to like, okay, well, the 
I'm making the right steps. I'm going in the right direction. You know what I mean? And she was just that reassurance for me. You know what I mean? I didn't know it would turn out how it did, but I guess I kind of had an idea that it would be something to kind of like help me um, mark my goals. You know what I mean? As I'm setting my financial goals, I have someone there to say, okay, well, if that's not working, Derek, try it this way. Or, you know, and I appreciate the fact that she, and she would call me like, Maybe once every two weeks, I think it was, and we would have like a 30 minute, maybe an hour session. It was cool. So it sounds like a nice way to like bounce your ideas off of someone to celebrate some of your milestones that even though it really seemed like you were on the right track of like having that extra nudge to keep going. So one of the things that I really appreciated about her was how encouraging she was. You know what I mean? Like like she made me feel like I was doing way more than I was really doing, but I guess she was looking at the end game. You know what I mean? And I've always kept that in mind. Like, you know, she's looking at the end game. She's looking at what's going to be that the end result of this. And that's what had her so excited. And that kind of motivated me a lot. You know what I mean? To keep because you know, at that time there was a lot of stuff going on. But I made sure I made time for her sessions because I was doing a lot. Eric, what else would have helped you um, both when you were incarcerated and then coming out? And now, like, you know, it strikes me that we need a lot more people having experiences and having the preparation that you kind of gave yourself with help from. Green Path and others, but you got yourself ready uh, to not just survive coming out, but to be self-sufficient, to be productive, to be employing other people. As I listen to Mick's question, I'm reminded about something Derek told me a couple years ago. Derek is a natural-born leader, but earlier in his life, he struggled to be his true self. And faced with a 10-year sentence, it could have been very easy to let his circumstances dictate what he was capable of. But as you'll see, he had a mentor in his life that helped him navigate what he was facing. I created this character that made it easy for me to maneuver into, you know, in these environments. It became so ingrained in my personality that I had to stop and be like, yo, hold on. Now, you know you really don't feel comfortable saying that or doing that or being like that. Don't be like that. Okay, so one of the things my mom told me, right, when I first when I first got in prison, right, she was like, well, boy, it's going to be a lot of, you know, it's going to be a lot of different type of personalities, different people you're going to meet. And she told me, she said, whatever you do, do not let them change you into them. If we're looking at this bigger picture, like what would have helped you even more? And in what do other people need? Um, not just coming up, but even just on the west side of Chicago, what do people need to thrive financially to, to make the community healthier? I think more than anything, people need opportunities. Okay. Um, and when I say that, I mean this. A lot of people don't really understand how many different programs and how many how many different um, 
workshops and all these different things that are available to them, right? Because a lot of times these programs and all these places, they're they're places that's unattainable, or at least seem unattainable. Um, I met Green Path on the I just wrote a letter to a company that was a, a, a name amongst a lot of because I wrote a lot of letters at that time. But I met them, I, I began my interaction with them on the, on the whim, like, okay, I'm just going to write everything. Versus, if there was a place, right, that advertised or that was on a corner, like Green Path, right, in my neighborhood, just, just somewhere where a person knows, I can go in here and they'll help me get to where I'm going. You know what I mean? And they see it. I know everything is online right now and all that, but if I never knew, listen, prior to me getting in touch with I never knew companies like that existed. I never knew that there was, like, when you hear credit repair Get consolidated, any of that money, it's, it always seems like a scam. I'll just be honest. It seems like a scam. So people aren't, no, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm straight. I don't want nothing to do with that. Whereas when they present themselves like, okay, well, we are a company that's well, we're not trying to consolidate your debt. We're not trying to, you know, we're trying to make you financially happy overall. Versus, you know, and I, I don't think people know that there are services like that offered. You know what I mean? No one. So the opportunity to at least attain all this information at one place, I, I truthfully believe that it um, a lot. Omari, I just wanted to do a, a quick aside as we heard what Derek just said here. Um, he spoke of the need for uh, the desire, really, for something like Green Path to exist in, in his neighborhood and, you know, his fortunate situation that he happened to write to us and, and we wrote back um but it struck me that what he spoke about in his community in chicago is actually very similar to the work that we are doing we're starting to do in detroit and i just was wondering if you could speak to that a little bit yeah definitely so in detroit we have um, really focused over the past year or so on creating community connections and community partnerships that's being done most notably through our uh, the the host that uh, the 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 building that hosts or the community rather that hosts our Detroit office, the Durfee Innovation Society. Um, and in doing so, really, what we are trying to achieve is building trust, just like how Derek described. Um, we are finding in these communities that oftentimes green path is lumped into the same credit, the same category as some of these more predatory um, options around credit, whether it be a um, debt settlement company or some sort of credit repair company that charges you absorbent fees. Um, and as a result, green path sometimes misses out on opportunities to reach and, and form connections with real Detroiters that we can help. So in doing so, um, we want to lift up the same thing that Derek is mentioning here. We want to create authentic community relationships so that the word of mouth um, is permeated in that community such that Green Path is seen as a trusted source mm -hmm. of information and resources in the Detroit area. If anyone's interested in learning more, um, how might they uh, do so? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are really excited about uh, hearing from the community. So if there is anything that you'd like to learn more about what we're doing, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us here. Um, you can contact us at education at greenpath.com. So Derek, let's look ahead to the future. We had to have a crystal ball five years from now. What does your life look like? What's going on? <sighs> five years from now, my life looks well, I hope to, well, not stressful, I will be expanding on the delivery service, the, um, the more upskilled parts of it. I'm in the process now when I see it. got a luxury vehicle there, I got a few luxury cars. So I'm trying to get more of a depth and more of a luxury type of space. Um, the U-Haul business obviously is also expanding. Um, I'll be married um, sooner than five years, obviously. But um, <laughs> um, like I said, in the next three months, I'm definitely have my first rental property. This is not something I'm willing willing to sacrifice. I'll do whatever I need to do to get that done. Um, I really want. I I. I've started to push more towards trying to acquire land. Like I'm starting to go in that direction. Um, some guys have been putting me into some situations where I had opportunity to buy rehab houses and different things like that. So I'm kind of going towards that lane. But one of my things is, is and it, this is something I can be both a pro and a con is I want to help people so much, right? I want to be so helpful to where I don't want to get a rental property and then be like, oh, I'm showing them my rent. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, because I know I'm the type of guy like, well, what's going on? And so I'm kind of now, I don't know if I want to do like Airbnb. I just, I don't know if I want to deal with tenants. I'm not sure yet. So that's, the only thing as far as having rental property, to what extent am I going to rent it? You know what I mean? Like, is it going to be? Oh, and I definitely want to have at least, I ain't going to say a million. A million would be nice, but at least 500000 to save me. Hopefully, this podcast is still running strong by then. Don't worry about it. I'll pay for it to keep it going. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. So we look forward. I want to look back a little bit. <laughs> if you could talk to your, say, your 25-year-old self, just I know a very loaded question, um, what advice would you give that person? Ooh. I, was, I mean, so when was I at 25? Or 20, or just I me mean, is. The version of yourself like, that was maturing into adulthood, but uh, it's weird. That's that's really a weird question because I I'm the type of person, right, that I feel like every step of my life has been a valuable learning experience. Because one thing I learned at, at a young age was, regardless of what happens in life, don't miss the lesson. You know what I mean? Like everything happens. It's a lesson in everything that happens. It's up to you if you, you know, don't miss it. So 
it, it'd be hard for me to say, like, well, if I was 25, I told myself not to do this, not to do that. But then me doing this and doing that led me to doing that, but led me to. So it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? But. But I guess we all wish at some point we can go back and tell. Like, I, I wish I would just educate I, I wish I, like I said in the beginning, like I wish I knew then how to redirect my energy. You know what I mean? How to take that same drive, that same hustle, and utilize it at 25 instead of at 35. I mean, not so much a question, just reflecting on your the advice that you would give yourself. Um, I mean, I... I don't claim to have had the same experience as you, obviously, but I mean, I definitely am from a similar city with similar pitfalls. Um, so it just, you know, I, I actually I talked to 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 Chris about this separately, but I actually had an older cousin who just got out of the system after serving 15 years. He actually just got out um, as recently as I think like uh, May, I think is when he when he got out. So. I just remember having a conversation with him just like that, you know, where he just sort of offered up feedback and wisdom of like what he would say to himself, you know, uh, before some of the decisions that he made, he made. Um, and, you know, it, it's when I hear you say that, it, it reminds me of the conversation I had with him, which is uh, interesting because I have feelings of sadness, but also feelings of of uh hopefulness as well as i've you know you being a, a person who i've you know even though we not met we haven't met in person but just knowing your story and seeing how you persevered and how you like made good on that advice and made good on that promise to yourself is inspiring as well and i just i'm reminded of what i see from my older cousin and hopefully he he makes the same the same decisions so thank you for sharing that i mean i guess like right with any with Change is hard, right? Change is is, is uncomfortable. It's, it's different. It's difficult. It gets it gets discouraging sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But it's growth. You know, nothing nothing grows without change. You know what I mean? If it's if it's growing, then it's changing. Period. So I learned that the more uncomfortable I am doing something, right, that I know. It's going to be beneficial in the long run. Then I'm on the right road. I mean, it would have been easy, extremely easy, for me to transition back to the lifestyle that I had before. It would have been. It's just a word, you know. But I give you, I give you a, a, a story to kind of round up what I'm saying. So. I have, I have a twin brother, okay? Peter, you know, his, although we grew up in the same, he just didn't go through everything that happened. He didn't go through the last part of my story. You know what I mean? He didn't go through that. When I came home, right, him, and not just him, some of the guys I grew up with, some of the guys that, uh, you know, I've seen growing up, and it was like, I didn't see no change. They didn't grow. And initially, it kind of 
I was upset because I'm like, y'all had a 10 year head start. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't go. Y'all been there, y'all been doing the same thing? Like, there's no change, there's like no growth. So, when I saw that, when I, when I, when I made that realization, I, I knew that if I continue, if I, if I go back to the no change, right? 10 years from now, I'll still be here because look, they didn't change. And 10 years later, they still stuck in the same place because they refused to change. I'm, I know I told you, I'm just so extremely thankful to God for being able to give me the insight to make the decisions that I've been making thus far in my life because although some of them have caused me some uncomfortability and some time, but the fact that I can, I can come, like, I can really say that if all was said and done, if I was to drop dead tomorrow, that at this point in my life, I'm making the, I'm making decisions to become the best man I could possibly be. Whether I mean it ain't easy, you know. I, I fall behind on bills. I, you know, what I'm saying like everybody else. But when it, when these things happen, instead of me giving up, like I probably did last week, I know the steps to take to correct it. You know what I mean? I know how to not get discouraged by a little, you know, okay, I'm a little behind. I know how to manage it now. I know how to make it right. You know what I mean? Instead of just, ah, screw them. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, before, what they going to do? I got money. I don't got to pay them. I'll just get some more rights. Go ahead. <laughs> so, like, from a place of blame to just having that internal, just resilience. I don't know. I, you know what? Some of this stuff I can't explain. I'll be honest. Because sometimes I ask myself, like, man, what is you doing? Like, why, you know, because sometimes it seems like I swear, and sometimes it seems like I'll be working nonstop and I still don't get what I'm, I'm looking for. You know what I mean? And I get that sometimes. And then there'll be other days where I work nonstop and I get way more than me. But the one thing that I'm not willing to trade, regardless of if I get enough money or not, is my peace. Because I know on the other side, peace is non-existent. If I go back to where I came from, ain't no peace there. I would like to know, just with all of the positive change that you have made, um, have you been able to, within your community, have you been able to see some changes in other people um, based on your influence, like have you been able to see how you're have you how you've impacted others positively and inspired them to make change in their life as well? Um absolutely. Um well actually tomorrow I have an event that I just I set up where we're doing a community cleanup. Okay. And so I went around and I got all those guys. I told them, like, yo, come out tomorrow. You know, I'm barbecuing, snowballs, water, whatever I want to drink, eat. But we're going to clean up the block. Now, this area where my business is at, it's not like, it's bad. You know what I mean? But 
I'm, I went to the audience office and I said, well, I don't care what y'all think of the neighborhood. This little corner right here where I'm trying to make my living at, this is going to be clean. And the guys that hang there, hang over there, right, more than willing to help. Because they see me willing to get out there and make these changes and do this, they're more than welcome. When I come to them and I tell them, listen, this is where you live at. They don't live here. You want to live in this? Why not make your, you know, when I started explaining to them how, you know, where we clean the block up, put some grass there. Do y'all know the property value over here going to raise up some? All it takes is some grass. Something that simple. Keep the trash out the yard, put some grass there. So when I tell them these little things, I'll be like, they receptive. And not only am I telling them, but I'm showing them. I'm not just here preaching. I'm getting out here. I got the broom. I got the dustpan. I got the garbage can. Mind you, these are the same guys that sit out there and throw the stuff out there. But because they see that someone's willing, they're more than it, it just take the opportunity. That's what I said. Like, that's what is missing. It just take, if you give them that, they'll utilize. Even with guys, like I said, even with guys that I was incarcerated with, as they called me, because I stay in contact with them, they call me. And they keep me updated on their status. And they, as they going through things, they ask me about, you know, what they should do. I even had one guy, I'm all evil. I helped him get out. I helped him. I ain't going to say I helped him get the house. I just told him what he needed to do. But he brought me, he came all the way up here from Pennsylvania and brought me a dog. Derek, I can't thank you enough for, for sharing your story, um, for just taking us on the journey. Uh, I know it's been a lot of ups and downs. It's, since we first met a few years ago, um, and so much, uh, and I'm so excited to learn more about what's to come. And I know you've been an inspiration to people in your community, and through this podcast, I really hope you can be an inspiration to uh, the greater uh, community of people that uh, care about financial literacy and Green Pass world and beyond. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no problem, man. Uh, it's an honor. I'm, I'm very, very grateful for Green Path and everything they've done for me. So, and, you know, anytime they need me, I'm available because they, I mean, the impact that they made on my life, I could never, ever thank them enough because although I'm still struggling like everybody else, my struggle doesn't seem, it's like, it's, there's an end to it. You know what I mean? I know there's an end to it. So I'm just, and I think the literacy, the things that I learned from Green Path has, because I mean, I, some of these processes that I'm going through now, I've been through already. You know what I mean? So I know what to do. And I'm not as discouraged. I don't feel like this is the end. And oh, I got now, I don't have any more credit. I got to get back to cash and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I've, I've learned how to revamp my tools. Omar, Shmika, any parting words? I uh, like I said before, um, Derek. I really appreciate seeing your journey um, from when I first, even before I joined the education team. I, I heard Chris fill me in on the beginnings of how he met you, um, and it really is a pretty, a pretty amazing story from start to. I won't say finish because this is this is still the beginning. So um, I. Look forward to continuing to connect and continuing to uh, to learn from your journey. Um, and I appreciate every opportunity we get to talk to you, bro.
Yes, I do want to echo Omari's sentiments. It's definitely an inspiring story. And I really admire your resilience and the impact that you have on your community. And that's something that's really inspiring. So it was definitely a pleasure meeting you. I hope we get to connect more in the future as well. Well, thank you guys for joining. Obviously, Omari, uh, it was nice meeting you, Shamika. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm accessible. Chris always can get in contact with me. Um, like I said, I'm really grateful for Green Path for not only this opportunity to kind of like show because I and I think I told Chris this from the beginning. Like you know, I think it's it's more important for me to to show people where I'm at now versus where I came from. You know what I mean? Like I want to show people like it don't matter. And, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from as long as you know you're going along the path of righteousness. You know what I mean? So, and Green Path never gave up on me. You know, I know a lot of those companies may have looked and like, oh, this guy, he's in prison, he ain't, you know, and just overlook. And I appreciate Green Path for being there every step of the there's nothing I asked for that they didn't do as much as they could to give me. And I mean, appreciate it. I really do. As we've just heard, Derek's ongoing financial wellness journey has so much to teach us. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, so I thought we'd close with an excerpt of a letter that Derek wrote right before Thanksgiving 2019. But before that, I wanted to share a lighter story. I mentioned at the beginning of our last episode that Derek is one of my good friends. We actually met through the process of putting together these episodes. Creating this episode has taken nearly three years. When I first pitched the idea to interview him for Real Stories, I was inspired by his letters but knew little else about him. I was originally hoping to interview him while he was still incarcerated, but that fell through. We still kept in touch, though, and I even made plans to visit him. Let's go back to our June 2020 conversation for more. I never really recognized, realized how much I missed just being around my loved ones, the people that, you know, until I was stripped away from them for so long. Just to, I know it's a pandemic, but to, to hug someone, right? It just... Something that simple. Just, yeah, because like that that whole con- I, I haven't had any contact like that at all. I know years. we joked about it actually. It, it was <laughs> funny because when when back in uh was it March, we were we were uh we were, we were just chatting and I had asked you like how it was because uh, I guess once you had moved to Pennsylvania, you had moved pretty far away from your, your base. So yeah. you were a very good distance away from from your, the friends and family that you have and uh, you had mentioned that you hadn't had any visitors um, for a number of years. You hadn't had a hug. And I said, oh, what the hell? I'll put myself there. <laughs> hey, Derek. I said, if you'll have it, I, I will I will visit there and I will give you a hug. And you uh, you hesitated there. For a <laughs> tell me, tell me how, how, how was that? Rece- Again, th- actually, this is uh, February. This is pre-pandemic when I yeah. see where this goes in a second. So, you know, I was... I was um, when I first when when you first said I was like I, I know where it came from I knew it came from a good place right but you know you know there's this stereotype in prison right so I'm telling the guys I'm like look man 
you know, we go up here on this vision flow, man. Y'all gonna see me hugging this white guy, man. I want y'all to get that, you know what I'm saying? They're like, what? <laughs> they like, what, man? I'm like, man. So, um, it just was, I mean, it was really, it was really uh, heartwarming, you know what I mean? To know that, you know, you were willing to do that. And, you know, like, I was like, hold on, you know, even prior to that, you know what I mean? I was like, man, this is a really great guy. Like, you know, I think for me, because of the direction that my life is, is going in, one of the things that I always I feared was, you know, um, people being judgmental and not accepting and not giving me the opportunity to actually present myself to them as I am and not as the person that us, you know, not allow my circumstances to define me. And I thank you because you showed me that like, okay, not everybody's going to care. Not everybody, you know, I had, I had talked to a staff about it, right? They was like, yo, he might want one of your kidneys. I was like, what? (laughs) Why would he want one of my kidneys? They're like, I'm telling you, he might be a mass murderer. I'm like, huh? Why would he be a mass murderer? Like, because, to them, right, the whole concept of someone meeting someone that's in prison and genuinely trying to build a, a relationship or friendship or anything, it was just so far-fetched. And, you know, when you told me that, I was like, okay, this is a person who really understands me as a person. You know what I mean? Not me as an, uh, an inmate or a prisoner convict or none of that like he understands me as a person in the spirit of thanksgiving i wanted to spend some time expressing gratitude to some of my amazing peers that have helped to put together our podcast so many of our listeners find out about this podcast because of the hard work of our marketing team so a quick shout out to some of those folks, Julie Rogier, P.T. Fan, and Beth Luke. Behind the scenes, Alexandra Cisneros and Brad O'Brien have provided valuable guidance. Behind the mic, my capable co-hosts, Omari Hall and Shamika Joseph, have also provided valuable editing advice. Thank you to Hero for our starting and ending music. Special thanks to Mick Dumpke for his contributions to our episodes featuring Derek. And of course, thank you to you, our listeners. As promised, I'll close with some words Derek wrote to my colleague, Luke Pelger, in November 2019. Luke collaborated with my other colleagues, Erica Link and Colleen Mott, to write a half a dozen or so letters to Derek to help him to build his financial education program. It's amazing to consider that that simple act of responding to his first letter has had such a ripple effect. Here are Derek's words. Quote, I realize that the opportunity to have a second chance of success is important to every human being walking this earth. For we have all failed at something and have either been given a second shot at it or at least hope for one. Well, Luke, I made some bad decisions in my youth and by the grace of God, I am able to get another go at putting my life on a more consistently virtuous path. I have been preparing myself for the last decade for these very days. I have constantly been a man of and for the people and their constant growth towards righteousness. I educate myself in order to not only better myself in my situation, but also to be able to share with others the information that may change their situation. To be able to give to others is the ultimate service of mankind. At least I believe so, whether it is to give a million dollars or give just a little hope." 
end quote. Thank you, Derek, for giving us all a little hope and a reminder for each of us to enjoy our journey of financial wellness as much as the destination. Welcome back, Hero.